Striving for mediocrity in a world of excellence, this is The Chaser Report. Hello and welcome to the Chaser Report Afternoon Edition. Ooh. Should we make a little sting for that one day? Maybe we should. Afternoon Edition for Monday the 29th of November. <laughs> I'm Gabby Bolt. I'm Lachlan Hodson. And this week we thought we'd start our preparations for the Australian Podcast Awards that are coming up this Thursday uh, evening. Ah yes, the most prestigious of the award shows. Well, it's, it's certainly the most prestigious night of my life so far. <laughs> uh, and we thought we'd prepare for this by actually interviewing our competition. So mm. for those of you who aren't aware, The Chase Report is up for Best Australian Comedy Podcast 2021. We're up against a few other big names. And we thought we'd interview those names to try and unpack what their podcasts are about and also figure out how to try and improve the Chaser Report. So we spoke to Millie Holton, Maddie Savage and Ella Laurie, who are the incredible creative minds mm. behind Big, Big, Big yep. Sketch Comedy Group and their podcast, The Candyman. It's, a, it's like a true crime spin-off of the Willy Wonka movie. Is that right? Yeah, it, it kind of feels like a fever dream playing out in real time. <laughs> but the difference is you can't curate where it's going. It's, no. it's truly a wild, wild ride. So hopefully you guys enjoyed the interview. We absolutely loved having Big 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 on the show and I hope that we can get their approval at the potties on Thursday. Mm. All right, listen in right after this. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The Chaser Report. News a few days after it happens. We're here with Big 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 who are going to the Australian Podcast Awards with us. They're actually our competitors. We've got Maddie, Millie and Ella. Hi guys, how are you going? Hello Lachlan, hello Gabby. <laughs> hello. <laughs> hello. You guys are up for best comedy. What's your nominated podcast called? Called, it's called The Candyman. Could you guys tell us uh, and tell our audience who, who haven't uh, listened yet, what is The Candyman about? Well, it's a very serious expose, mm -hmm. very serious journalism. <laughs> I'm looking into the very troubling story of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory <laughs> and looking at the atrocities that occurred within that factory. Mm. It's pretty um, unsettling that we were put into the comedy category, to be honest. Um, a bit disrespectful. Uh, I don't mm. find it funny at all. Would you have preferred yeah. the investigative journalism, mm. like with all the, the Walkley people? Mm. Absolutely. Oh, yes. <laughs> That's what we put ourselves up for. It was... Um, uh, yeah, it's quite um, disturbing, to be honest. Um, yeah, it's it's actually it's sort of insulting by the Australian industry to not recognise the hard work that we did as investigative journalists and to just lump us with comedy. It's the biggest neg that we've received um, professionally. But nonetheless, we will we will take you down. In this <laughs> Look, we're we're bringing on all sorts of challenge because I think uh, we'd all agree here at the the Chaser Report that. 
it was sort of an accident that we were nominated for comedy as well, mm. but that's for a, a very different reason. Yeah. Um, look, your, your podcast is absolutely fantastic. It is chaotic. It is absurd. It is surreal. It's, it's this hilarious parody of the, the true crime form. And we're just wondering, when you were parodying that, that, that form, did you listen to many true crime podcasts before or did you just sort of look at the, the rundown and go, yeah, we'll have a crack. That sounds all right. Yeah, I think I think we had... I won't speak for you guys. I'd listened to a couple. Um, we we did a live show about Jack the Ripper. So in, in a bit of reconnaissance for that, there was a lot of uh, Jack the Ripper true crime podcasts. And oh. I think that I think that, that particular subject matter, it was it was okay to laugh at the sort of silliness of the um, mm. of the setup of the podcast because it's just taken so seriously. So it was fun to to get into the nitty-gritty of that. Mm. Yeah, I think um Serial was our North Star in terms of parody. He <laughs> um, obviously goes off the rails very quickly. Mm. Mm. So I've got to say it's so interesting seeing you guys so cool, calm and reserved after listening to the Candyman. That is Chaos on Hot Wheels, mm. that podcast. It's absolutely brilliant. Uh, and I thought I'd just kick this off by asking you, do you have any plans of any true crime retellings of other beloved children's tales or is it just the Willy Wonka situation? Look, nothing concrete, but we have been floating Stuart Little lately, um, looking into his backstory and all of that, but no, very, very loose plans. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking, like, Roald Dahl is probably, like, an absolute cesspit of all sorts of things. Like, the twits is always yeah. one that reaches out to me mm. about, like, you could do so much about the abusive family household of the twits. It's so oh, absolutely. absolutely chaotic. Um, and because I feel like, the, like as you listen to the podcast, you sort of get this overwhelming feeling of not really knowing whether it's completely scripted or whether it's just you just let chaos run free in an improvised way. What's the writing process like when you're creating, like you're sort of cultivating this sort of sense of absolute improv when mm. I have a feeling you guys have actually been a lot more intentional than we think? Mm. You would never believe how scripted it was. Oh, wow. <laughs> Definitely. We, we really scripted it for a long time over Zoom during sort of our longest lockdown last oh, year. God. And then definitely once we got into the room, we improvised a lot. But we, <laughs> for people who have listened and know how chaotic it is, it is quite disturbing how long we spent meticulously crafting each sketch. It's yeah. so brilliant. Like mm. as I was listening, I just sort of thought, I can't believe how much you thought out every possible way of retelling that story. The part, though, that I will say that had me in absolute stitches from the get-go, and I think just even though it was the first episode, just I was weep crying, was the Aunt Josephine impression. <laughs> I literally was just like, what is happening? Millie managed to secure an interview with none other than Grandma Josephine. It was an honour. Unfortunately, Grandma Josephine's larynx had betrayed her. Her speech is unintelligible, so I had to lay a translator over the top. Forgive her. In the twilight of my youth, I met a man. A man of dance. A man of romance. A man of lies. Was somebody making those noises or did you get them off the internet? 
That was Maddie Savage uh, croaking <laughs> into the microphone. And yeah, Ella and I both found it so upsetting and funny that we had to leave the room as she recorded it because we would keep ruining her awful taste. It was so <laughs> which which can I just unhinged. say made that so much worse as a as a performing artist to go, we're just gonna leave you to it. Just sit in here as long as you want and just scream. And so it was just this like curdling kind of gross croak on my own and then I kind of had to self-judge that that was enough and we've got all we needed <laughs> it was pretty horrific I was, I was laying in bed crying like I was weeping at how funny it was and then the added layer of like the AI American voice coming over the top we were a song of ice and fire fucking <laughs> ended me I just had to let you know, and I can't believe that was actually one of you. That was just incredible. Oh. It, is, it is such a confronting uh, pilot for people to, to, to expect an audience to enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> a lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. The Chaser Report. Less news. Less often. Did anybody, I mean, I don't know why they would, but did anyone ever try and get you on copyright? Because you do use a lot of audio from that original 70s um, film. Like, did anyone ever try and stop you? Honestly, we didn't think about it until about a week before we released. And then we're <laughs> like, oh, oh no, are we going to get taken down for whatever mm. reason? But we honestly thought that 10 people would listen to this, and hence including Maddie's real bank details and phone number <laughs> throughout the whole thing as a bit. And so we thought that, yeah, who would possibly listen, let alone Warner Brothers? So <laughs> it didn't really cross our minds until the last minute, no. We, it, crossed, <laughs> it crossed my mind. I researched <laughs> and it looked like fair use would be, would be an okay, would be an okay excuse. Particularly because no, it's we didn't look at it. Nah, no, not me. We don't research. You were saying that you weren't sure anyone was going to listen to this podcast, but Candyman was actually just shouted out on NPR's Pop Culture Happy Hour. So did yeah. you find that your listenership shot to the moon after that? You know how we found out about it was we, I don't know if, you guys track your analytics. I think you're just a little bit bigger than us, maybe. Um, but we, we like to look at our analytics sometimes. Yeah, of course. And Maddie had a look and we just had the biggest spike, just wow. exponentially higher than anything we'd ever seen. And we thought it was a glitch. We thought yeah. it honestly <laughs> had happened. Yeah. Um, and then Millie actually, because um, Millie really um, listens to um, Pop Got to Happy Hour all, all the time. Yeah. Um, saw that someone had tweeted one of the hosts um, and found it. It was so exciting. Wow. Yeah. We, yeah, we did think technical error at the start, though. <laughs> Honestly, the group chat was like, what's happened? Buzzsprout's let us down. What's going on here? But, yeah, following the trail, we got to see that, yeah, Glenn Weldon had chatted us out. Oh, and wow. it was insane. Yeah, wow. very, very chuffed over the moon. That's no, that's so fantastic. Great. And it's 100% well-deserved because the oh, the hours and the the love that you guys are putting into to this product mm. are what make it 
uh, something that is at least deserving of a, a nomination for the Australian Podcast Awards. Mm. Um, so, yeah, congr- congratulations on that. But we will take you down. Oh. Yeah, I'm a little bit sceptical of all this nice comments. <laughs> I just don't understand what your angle is. Are you trying to lull us into a false sense of security? I, th- I think the main plan is just to sort of like lull everyone up and be like, oh, welcome to the Australian mm. comedy industry. Oh, we're all so happy. And then when we all get there on Thursday night, it's just you, us, Dan Illich and Hamish and Andy just strangling each other at the throat for this plaque that we've all worked hard for over the last 12 months. It's a real red wedding, Game of Thrones. You're very hospitable. Our red wedding would be like, instead of the red wedding song though, it would just be like Mr. Brightside or something would start playing and we'd all just know instinctively to start fighting. We are on edge. (laughs) How many times have you guys watched Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory? A lot. Uh, Ella Ella probably had to do the most because uh, Ella edited the whole thing herself. Fucking hell. Remarkable. Are yeah. your eyes um, okay? They are not okay. <laughs> I am so damaged. How long did that take? I think I chose not to count. I reckon, I reckon it was like 30 hours an episode because I, I did the music as well, which I think maybe took just as long. It was it was a stupid undertaking, I think, because we were in lockdown at the time that we started. Yeah. It seemed like a good thing to take on. And then, you know, it it snowballed as a labour of love, I think. I think because oh I was, God. like, loving it. So, you know, it's a project that we were all so passionate about, so excited about. So I really, really sunk some time well, in. It was we, great. We actually put... <laughs> 40 hours of editing into to every one of our episodes. So, yeah. Oh, wow. well, that's really impressive. <laughs> I stand corrected. <laughs> in the, the grant. So do you ever want to see a chocolate bar ever again? Honestly, there's there's parts of that film that I'm done now. For the rest of my life, I think I'm probably okay. And, you know, all the excitement about the new Wonka and everything, I was sort of just like, oh, who cares? Like, you know, we're so, <laughs> I'm we're so bitter about now, this. But, yeah. Also, then it, it is like a, a part of us now, so I guess yeah. I guess we'll always sh- love it. A shared trauma. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Do you have a favorite, like out of the kids, out of all of their horrific maimings and deaths and tortures? Do you have like a favorite or a soft spot for a particular character? That's great. We we spoke a lot about how Mike was so wronged for being <laughs> just a boy that loved TV, but I, he's very violent. That's I mean mm. that's the big red flag. But um, he's painted as a big villain just for for watching TV and playing PlayStation. God so. forbid. Yeah. yeah, I've got so a new anyway, appreciation think, yeah. for Veruca uh, since <laughs> since we've um, undertaken this project. I think Veruca is is my favorite. Absolutely, she's a bit off, isn't yeah. she? Yeah, a bit of fun. It's also really haunting to to look into the specifics of what happened to the kids as mm. their punishment. And you go, yeah, a child was blown up like a blueberry. That's <laughs> horrific. Like, of course, poor thing. You just want to give him a hug. <laughs> and it, it extends past just, like, this true crime retelling that you guys have done. Because I don't know if you're aware. You probably are, considering you are very much more well-versed on Charlie and the Chocolate Factory than myself. But the musical, have you heard about the original so there was a scene in the original musical where I think it's Veruca. She's like dancing with all the squirrels and then they tear a dummy apart limb from limb on stage. And they had to remove it because kids in the crowd were like, I don't remember this part of the book. 
And the yeah, oh, you know, I wish we knew wounds. that. I oh. wish we knew. Well, this story is so dark, and that's why as soon as we jumped onto it, we knew that it like it was ripe for comedy. It's it's awful. It's an awful, awful story. <laughs> it just checks out. Roll Dahl's dead now. It's fine. It's, it's fine. <laughs> we can say it. You've really dived in deep and and, and unpacked things. You, you in that very first episode, you have uh, a five minute takedown uh, of the the idea of Grandpa Joe and and was he. Uh, a, a villain or was he just a harmless old man? And it's hilarious to listen to. I'm just wondering, are those takes just takes that you come up with on the, the cuff of, of coming up with new comedy or are, are they things that when you're watching the movie at some point you go, I cannot believe this man. Is, is it something that you actually believe? Well, funny enough, the Grandpa Joe argument was how this whole project began many, <laughs> many years ago. Um, no way. Ella and I had a, had a disagreement one night about Grandpa Joe. Um, so it was very sincere. The, the, um, some of those lines in the pod are just direct lifts from that, that disagreement. I would say fight. I would say fight. Um, yeah, I would too. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but we both took a very very staunch stance on Grandpa Joe. Um, and he's a very divisive figure. But, yeah, I think I think actually with that specifically we'd written in that we wanted to just let that be a bit more organic, particularly because that, that discussion yeah, a lot of people have about Grandpa Joe. So I think we wanted people to feel like they could chime in with their own opinions on that one. <laughs> Provide their own theories. A lot of the, um, yeah, opinions or sort of angles on characters were definitely born out of us having a chat about what we genuinely thought about those characters and people and motives and we all often had different opinions on it so it it sort of came yeah pretty naturally I guess. He should have been going to work to support his destitute family. Nah, so you'd have him working. I'd have him working. I'd have have him working. I'd have him working. Maybe down a mine. Yeah, a mine. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh Laboring down a mine. Nice, Maddie. Lovely sentiment for our podcast the first episode of I can just tell that there's just so much love and thought put into it. So I just think massive congratulations on such a fantastic podcast. Mm, mm. It's so, so good. Look, all all of the the niceties aside, come Thursday... I, I have a proposition for an alliance to make to Lockie, sort of Lockie, wrap we've up. Talked, okay. We've talked about this, Lockie. Uh, well, and I figured we should talk to them about oh it. Oh, my God. Okay. Here so we go. Should you guys win, mm. when you're making your acceptance speech for the award, it'd be really, really cool uh, if in your acceptance speech you guys plugged the Chaser Report. Lockie. So there's just no, um, I just want to cut you off. There's just no way no. that we're happy to do that. And it's actually very rude of you to uh, put us in a box right now on this. You know, we've come here in good faith. What are we getting from that? I keep you know, telling him that this isn't working. I keep saying, Lachlan, you're not going to get the other interviewees to uh, accept their award and then mention the other podcast what that they've won against. <laughs> Um, I'll give you guys a lifetime supply of chocolate. Oh. <gasps> well, we all know how that ends. <laughs> <laughs> People do terrible things for that, <laughs> or I steal. <laughs> We've said it a million times, but you've put so much work into this podcast. But what's next? What's mm. the next plan for you guys on the horizon? Mm. Well, we're taking our live show, Catching Jack, the one about Jack the Ripper, um, three detectives hunting Jack the Ripper um, to Adelaide Fringe. Oh, um, wow, excellent. Um, which is super exciting. Um, and then um, 
bring it back for a repeat season at Comedy Festival in Melbourne again. Brilliant. And then, yeah, like I think we're going to look to like see where, you know, um, border restrictions pending, mm-hmm. fingers crossed, mm-hmm. it's all fine this year, um, take it um, like further as well. Oh. Um, I think 22nd to the 27th of February. Is that correct? Sure, nice. fantastic. Yeah, right. memory. It, might, it might be wrong. It's, lovely, around, that, lovely. it's around that time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> thank you so much for staying with us and doing thank an interview. You. Big, big, big. That is Maddie, Ella, and Millie, uh, who are the future of podcast sketch comedy. Oh my goodness! Absolutely, so <laughs> <That's laughs> <too> much. <laughs> thank you so thank much. You so much for having us, guys. It's been really fun. You're so it's so much fun. Go listen to their podcast, The Candyman, which is available on all uh, podcast places uh and if you want to follow them online their socials are at big 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 comedy oh that's awesome and you guys will both be at at the potties uh yeah we'll both be at the potties Potties. great that's what we're gonna call it now everyone will think we're really cool yeah (laughs) (laughs) we're trying to make it a thing by saying it enough because it's a a mouthful we'll see you guys at the potties amazing all right can't wait planning for your next trip Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. The Chaser Report. News you know you can't trust. Thank you so much to Maddie, Millie and Ella for coming on to The Chaser Report and talking to us all about The Candyman. We had a really fun chat talk about all things podcasts, your podcast and the podcast awards. <laughs> How many times did you say podcast in that sentence? Uh, for podcast, 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 podcast. How many podcasts could a podcast cast if a podcast could cast casts? I think we'll find out on Thursday at the podcast awards. Make sure you're looking out, listeners, for the rest of the week as we continue to interview our competitors for the awards but for now <laughs> our gear is from road microphones and we're a part of the Acast creator network and we can guarantee that no more than six children were maimed or injured in the making of this episode seven catch you tomorrow toodles <laughs>